Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. So some people are doing it backwards. So they kind of have to reverse their priorities and say, okay, today I'm going to scale back. I'm going to be able to have a plan so that in the future I have a longer term plan to enjoy life. Best ever listeners, do you want to make more money on your real estate projects? Well, I'm guessing that I'm hearing you say, oh yeah, baby. (laughs) Well, guess what, my friends? Today's best ever sponsor, Fund That Flip, is working with well, one of our previous best ever guests who has the most po- one of the most popular episodes, Jay Scott. If you aren't familiar with this episode, then go check that out, episode 217. If you are, because you're a loyal best ever listener, then you know that he knows how the heck to both analyze deals, especially flips, how to optimize the profits on those flips and how to look at the market. Because of that, Fund That Flip, today's sponsor, has worked with him and put together a guide that is the seven tips to increase your real estate profits in today's market. Go check that out. Go get that guide. I've read through it myself. I've learned a lot of things from it, from how to analyze the market cycles, as well as how to optimize profits and not lose money or mitigate your risk for losing money on your deals. Go check it out. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com forward slash best ever. You're going to learn the tools to better understand your local market and position your business for success. You're going to know how to analyze the real estate cycle and how to use short-term investing to capitalize on the market cycle and seven concrete actionable tips to make more money on your deals. Fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out the fluffy stuff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. And well, it's the weekend and I hope you're having a best ever weekend. And because it's Sunday, we're doing a special segment called Skillset Sunday where we talk to a real estate entrepreneur or professional who is connected to real estate entrepreneurs. And we learn about a skill that they've honed so that we can then take that skill and apply it in our ventures. With us today, we've got someone who was in $52,000 worth of debt. 
he and his wife cleared themselves out of that debt in 18 months. So the framework for our conversation is how did you do that? And then that way for us to understand, okay, if we have a bunch of debt, then that will allow us to then get to the point where we can start investing in real estate. So for anyone who's got some credit cards and some other things, listen up and we're going to get into it. First, let me welcome the guests who I'm talking about on the show today. How you doing, Deacon Hayes? Oh, I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Looking forward to diving in and a little bit about Deacon and then he'll get into it in more detail. He is the founder of Well-Kept Wallet, which is a website and podcast dedicated to helping people control their finances. He's, as I mentioned, a fellow podcaster. If you go over to his podcast, you can hear an episode where I talk to him about my real estate experiences with his audience. He's featured in U.S. News and World Report for paying off as I mentioned, the 52K in debt in 18 months. And in April 2013, he launched Debt Free in 18 Months, which is an online class that helps people get out of debt. He's based in Phoenix, Arizona, and his website is wellkeptwallet.com, which will also be in the show notes page. You can just click over and go check out his website. With that being said, Deacon, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we'll dive into your story? Absolutely. So, yeah, when we got married, my wife and I decided, hey, you know, we come from two different backgrounds. So let's combine our finances. Let's kind of put it all on paper, see where we're at. And so at the time we were newlyweds. Now we have one kid and another kid on the way. And so congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. And we're very serious about our finances, but we weren't always like that. It was something that we had to work on together as a team. And I definitely look forward to kind of diving into those details. All right. Well, Perfect segue. Tell us your story on how you got to $52,000 in debt. You know, I would like to say it's an average story, right? I mean, we went to school. Some of it was paid for. Some of it wasn't. So we took out student loans. You know, I got my first job in commission sales, selling luxury wood flooring during the recession, which was a difficult sell because our clientele is $1 million to $50 million homes. So I decided I need to get a, a new car so that I could look the part and be able to you know, drive up to these million-dollar homes and, and be able to present well. So you got the student loans and the car loans, and hey, then we got to go on a honeymoon. Well, I want to get the points, right? So I'm going to put it on my Amex so that I can get the cash back or whatever. So you know, we had the credit card debt. You just kind of have all these life choices that you make, and for us, those were those choices. And that totaled up to $52,000 in debt. And I just reflected back on it thinking, hey, we're in our mid-20s. And this isn't mortgage debt. Like I had a rental property at the time and I had my own residence at the time. So that was non-mortgage debt. And it was really just suffocating us from a financial perspective because you got a $400 a month car payment and then the credit card payments and the student loan payments and all that stuff. I mean, it was close to $1,000 a month. So thinking about investing not only in real estate, but in our 401k or anything like that just seemed ridiculous. Thinking about traveling was ridiculous. So it was really motivating to say, hey, Let's put this down on paper. Let's set a goal of 18 months and then let's work backwards. Let's figure out how to tackle this thing so we don't have to wait the rest of our life to pay all this off. Let's do it now and make action today so that we can better ourselves for the future. And so that's what we did. Before you dive into how you did it, I just want to make sure I have the right numbers. Student loans, about how much? Student loans, I want to say we're about 27000 ish. Well, plus or minus some numbers, like a couple thousand plus or minus. Student loans, 27K. What else? 
I want to say that the car loan was about 16000 17000 Okay. And then the remainder was credit card debt. Okay. Credit card debt. Do you remember the terms for the student loans, what your interest rate was? No, but it actually wasn't too low. I mean, I want to say it was probably 6 or 7%. Okay. What about the car loan? Let's say that was probably at the 4% range. Okay. Well, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Okay. 4% range. And the credit cards? Those are going to be probably 13 and above. 13% and above. They'll get you. Okay. All right. So you got student loans, credit cards, and car loan. Okay. Let's keep on rolling. We decided that there was a couple things. One, when I put all of our stuff down on paper, you know, most people just do a budget, but I put what I call a financial game plan. It's actually a free form on my site. It literally put our assets and our debt as well as our expenses and our income on one piece of paper. And when I did that, it was kind of this oh my gosh, our entire financial situations on one piece of paper and I could start to move things around. And so I said, well, if we were to get rid of this brand new car and sell my wife's car, which was worth $5,000 and it was paid for free and clear, we could buy two cars with that five grand and sell my car, which was upside down and still we'd have two cars to drive. And so that's what we did. So that instantly got rid of $400 a month worth of debt payments. That was one of the things that really early on helped us kind of get some momentum. Because when you got an extra 400 bucks a month, well, gosh, tackling a $1,000 credit card only takes a couple months, right? Mm-hmm. You know, another thing that we did was we refinanced our credit card debt, which sounds kind of funny, right? Because, you know, you heard about debt consolidation, but this was more, hey, we had multiple credit cards. So instead of trying to just hammer them out one at a time and they're at 13%, we had a relative, you know, I don't recommend this for everybody, but she gave us like a 4% interest rate or whatever. So we were able to tackle those pretty quick. So between those two things, that really gave us some momentum to keep plugging away. I worked extra hours delivering pizzas at night, I sold a bunch of stuff on Craigslist that we didn't need. I mean, we just hustled and did everything we possibly could, and we were able to pay it off all in 18 months. Mm. You consolidated cars, so one of you no longer had a car, right? Well, no. Actually, what we did is we sold her car, and then we bought two cars with the proceeds. So the $5,000, we were able to buy one car. Actually, we bought one for 1250 bucks from a friend, and then the other one about $2,500. And that $2,500 was actually a Lexus ES300, and it was reliable, it had some quirks to it, but it, <laughs> it, it, it presented well for what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. The key here, there's a couple keys, but one of them is basically having a private lender bought out your credit card debt and had a loan for 4%. That's huge whenever your interest rate is 13% and above on those credit cards. Oh, yeah, and a lot of people that I work with, you know, they could be lawyers, doctors, dentists, whatever, a lot of times they've got significant credit card debt, right? I mean, like sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. And so when you're talking about refinancing from the average credit card debt now is 15%. So refinancing from 15% to seven or six, I don't think you could do that unless it's a private party to get it to where we were. That was a relative, but yeah, that was huge for us. And when you're saying refinance, just so I'm clear, you reached out to this person They said yes. You received a check. You put it in your bank account. You paid off those credit cards, and then you have a payment for that amount plus 4% to the person who gave it to you, correct? Right. And so just so people know, like even though it was my grandma, we actually had a contract. We had an amortization schedule. So it wasn't like this handshake deal. It was, hey, I'm serious about paying you back. Here are the terms. I signed it. You got to be serious about this stuff because especially when it's a relative, you know, you got to have Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner, those type of things. You don't want those things to go south. That's for sure. Well, what would you say to someone who 
is in this situation. So best ever listeners got say a hundred thousand dollars in debt, mostly credit cards. What's the action plan? The first thing is you got to take a snapshot of what your current financial position is. And so, like I said, I mean, put it down on paper. I like to see two different things. And so if it makes it easier for people, you could create a net worth statement, which is what are your assets? What are your debts? And then that will tell you what your net worth is. And then also create a budget, which is what's your income? What are your expenses? And then how much do you have left over? And doing that process, now you have a clear picture of what you're working with. That gives you kind of the tools you need to say, okay, I've got $1,000 a month in surplus. This is going to take me 100 months to get out of debt, right? If I got 100 grand, not factoring in interest rates. Or you could say, gosh, how do I increase that surplus from a grand to two grand? to five grand. And so now you start going through line by line and you start removing expenses. You know, it's funny. It's like there's things that we pay money for, like a Costco membership. I'm not dissing Costco, but we just rarely ever went. So we're like, okay, well, let's get rid of that. We don't really go. We go to the regular grocery store. It's so close to us. Some people, they have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. And it's like, well, if you only watch the Amazon Instant Video, then get rid of the other stuff, right? So it's really just kind of going through line by line and saying, what am I not using? What don't I need? And getting rid of it. The other thing that's super helpful is calling your service providers, right? You know, people are paying 100 plus a month for internet. Now we pay 46 bucks a month for like super high speed internet. And all that is is calling up and saying, hey, what plans do you have available? Doing those things right there could save you literally hundreds, if not thousands a month. Mm. Okay. What's something like that, calling your service provider? What's something else that best ever listeners might find surprising about the process whether it's you can save money here or you might be missing out on revenue here. Is there something else that stands out? You know, it really kind of comes down to every single category. I think the things that really stick out are the variable expenses. So your entertainment, dining out, groceries, those kind of things. So really, you want to have some tight boundaries around it. And this is probably the craziest thing we ever did, but it worked, was we tried the cash envelope system. And that's where you literally, for those variable expenses, you put cash money into an envelope and that's what you use to buy those things. Because I can't tell you how many people that I've sat down with and they have $1,000 a month that they spend on eating out. And for most people, it's like, would you rather invest in real estate or would you rather just eat out every day? Some people are like, I'd rather invest in real estate because I want to have financial freedom so that I can eat out every day, right? Mm -hmm. So some people are doing it backwards. So they kind of have to reverse their priorities and say, okay, Today, I'm going to scale back. I'm going to be able to have a plan so that in the future, I have a longer term plan to enjoy life. Do you still do the cash envelope system? Full disclosure, we don't anymore, but it took us four years. So we did it for four years to kind of build the character and the habit of being able to spend within our means, right? So we had to have those boundaries for a certain period of time so that we could achieve our goals. What was the point where you both decided that day that you were no longer going to do the cash envelope system from that point forward? Oh, that's a good question. So I probably have to ask my wife specifically, but I could say we have been doing so well in the sense of we're paying extra on our mortgage every month. And I know people think differently on that, but we've been investing and maxing out our IRAs. We've been putting money into our kids' 529 plans. So we kind of had all of those dreams and things that we want to do, like we want to make sure we have money for retirement. We want to make sure our kids can go to college. So we had all that stuff was in the works and the movement is going. So we felt comfortable. Hey, we're doing everything. It's not like we're struggling anymore. So once we tasted that success and we know that, hey, we're on the right track, then we're able to loosen the reins a little bit. Is this what you do full time? 
I actually have three different businesses. This is one of those that consists of my full-time income. Okay. What are the businesses? So I have a co-working space. That's where entrepreneurs come in and they rent space from us at 6,500 square feet to basically set up shop. They use a printer, internet, all that stuff. And it's super low cost. That's called Elevate Coworking. And then I have an SEO company called Phoenix SEO Company where we work with some local and national brands on trying to get on the first page of Google and increase customers and, and therefore conversions. Elevate Coworking, do you own that space? I don't. It's actually owned by the mall or the company that owns the mall, which is a holding company, and I just rent it from them. And then you sublease it out to the people who have memberships within your co-working space? Essentially, yeah. We call it memberships because it can't be a sublease. Right, right, yeah, right. They, yeah. They're basically renting from yeah. us, but they're members. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, Deacon, is there anything that we haven't talked about as it relates to Getting out of debt so that if we are in debt, then we can start really investing in real estate. Any, anything you want to mention? Yeah, I would say have a strong why. You know, I think a lot of people want to get out of debt, but they don't know why or they haven't solidified it, right? You got to say, hey, I want to get out of debt so that I can buy my first property. In order to buy my first property, I've got to have X amount of dollars in cash. Well, right now I can't do that because I've got this debt. So that why now becomes that motivating factor to say, okay, I'm going to stop living this way for a short period of time so that I can pay off my debt, save up this money, buy this property, right? So now it's a clear path and now you filter every decision you make through that. Okay, buddies ask you to come out on a Saturday and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to chill with my girlfriend this weekend at home. Thanks. You know, uh, I'll catch you next time, right? You can still enjoy life. There's still things that you can do, but you know, you've got this vision in mind. This is what you're going to accomplish. And so these are the things that you're going to do to tackle that. Awesome. Well, Deacon, where can the best ever listeners learn more about you? The best place is wellkeptwallet.com. Like Joe had mentioned, I've got a podcast. Would love for you to check that out as well. Everything is found on that website. So it's wellkeptwallet.com. Deacon, thank you for being on the show and sharing your insight and your story about how you and your wife got out of $52,000 in debt in 18 months. The approach that you took first, you got to know your why, then create an assets and liability sheet. Then take a look at your budget, which is really simple, income, expenses, and then how much you got left over, and that will give you an idea of how much you can pay back. Then you have a clear picture, and take a close look at the variable expenses that you mentioned, the dining out, the groceries. You and your wife employed the cash envelope system, which allocates the money for you, and that's all the money that you got for those variable expenses, and once it's done, it's done. So really appreciate these practical pieces of advice. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. Are you looking to earn passive income through turnkey rental properties? If so, then go check out hipsterinvestments.com. Allie Boone's the founder of Hipster Investments. It's a aesthetically pleasing website and you'll know what I mean when you go check it out. I just love the color palette. In addition to that, though, Allie has some wonderful content on both passive investing through turnkey rental properties as well as how to design your life. Go to hipsterinvestments.com.